Welcome back to the winning formula. Today, Oliver Hampson is joined by Max Maybe and Joe Thomas. Ali Silk does join towards the end as we discuss the latest news out of McLaren, Turkey being replaced by Austria, and a bit of a Monaco preview. Welcome back to the winning formula. Oliver Hampson joined by Joe Thomas and Max Maybe. Ali Silk might be dropping by just a little bit later. Uh, we did have a bit of a technical issue, which meant that only three of us can record, so she might jump in and one of us jump out. But Joe, Max, how are you both doing today? Doing good, thank you. Weather's starting to actually look like summer for once. The, it's been warm. a nightmare the past week, on and off. You don't know what to wear. You wake up and it's boiling hot, then it's chucking it down, hailstone size of your head but it's finally getting to summertime. Yeah, for me, it's like... And the pubs are open. I just pubs thought, are open. Woo. I thought that, you know, it'd be a good idea wearing a hoodie today because it's been cold. Mm. I'm sweating yeah, right now. Yeah, it's really warm. Stuffy. It's way too warm. We're actually all together as well for the first time in probably about a month in, in terms of recording, at least. Yeah, I think when we set out to make this, we didn't quite anticipate how often we would all be away and stuff. Exactly, but we've, yeah. we've managed to keep one going each week, to be fair, which I think is quite impressive. Yeah, I think that if we've learned anything through the pandemic, it's that you can do stuff without having to be with people. So we've managed to get through it. But moving away from the niceties and just a little bit of general chit-chat before we get into it, there is some big, big news to talk about before we get into the bulk of today's topic. And two of those things revolve around McLaren. Let's start off with the livery, livery? Livery. Livery? livery. Well, I say livery. Ah. Uh. Livery? Is it not livery? <laughs> livery. Livery. Uh, I don't know. Livery? Let us know. It begins with an L, that's all that matters. But they've got a new uh, livery. Livery. With golf oil, is it? <laughs> golf, yeah. What golf. are your thoughts of it? Sexy. I Absolutely think it's really nice. Stunning. It's, it's looking very, very good. That sort of, uh, sort of um, Peleg blue or whatever, well, I don't know what you'd call it. That blue, it works really nice with the orange, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it come around that. Um, come around the Monaco track. It's, uh, it looks really, really nice. I know a lot of people are big fans of the current sort of McLaren mm. livery. livery. I, I'm not a massive fan of it, their, their regular one. I haven't been a fan of their one, their, their ones for a while, really, since they sort of had the silver ones, you know. Mm. I, I'm not, when they had, when the all black, when it was uh, Jensen there, I didn't really like those. And then the move to orange, I haven't really liked it. But this one is looking yeah, very, very nice. Really nice. I'm, I'm the same. I mean, when I think of McLaren and what I've, watched mclaren for, since sort of the late 90s i it's always been that silver the vodafone it's, one it's, it's the silver vodafone livery that comes into my mind all the time and it, it, it mclaren not being silver i mean i know now we've got mercedes so it's a little bit hmm. um you know maybe not wanting to be too similar i guess but um but yeah the hope, silver arrows aren't they mercedes? yeah but then again it was like that because it was mclaren mercedes before and now they hmm. are again so maybe there's scope for it to hmm. go back to something similar but i much prefer that sort of black gray silver McLaren than this the papaya orange that we're dealing with. But yeah, this this new one for this weekend looks uh, looks really nice. And yeah, stand out. I think that the was it the 2008 one with the mm. phone phone on the side mm. that was probably one of my favorites. The red in the front wing when it was yeah. Lewis and yeah. Fernando there. Yeah. Absolutely love that one. But I am excited to see what this one looks like on track as well. It looks as though it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Um, but yeah, I, I I think we're all in agreement on that one that it is 
just genuinely a really nice looking car. It's going to stand out, isn't it? Because like half the half the even though there's blue on it, but it's a very very different type of blue. Most of the cars mm. in the grid are blue at the moment, and it's I think it's going to really stand out and look look really nice. I think Monaco is, sort of has a history of having these uh, one off you know liveries there. Uh, I think there was a Red Bull like Star Wars one mm. or some some stuff like that, and they've always had a few there. I think it would be kind of a cool thing to do, make it a yearly thing. Every team brings a historic add, one there. Add to the occasion. Yeah, you do because because it is Monaco is based on sort of history, isn't it? And that's mm. why it's on the calendar is because of all this historicness. I think it would be a nice thing to do if they had it every year there. Each team brings a retro livery there, and it looks it would look so good all going around there. And that I could get on board with that. I think some of the teams would look incredible with mm. liveries of years gone by on these new cars I think it would look the only problem is 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 so much tobacco sponsorship back in the day yeah and so many of them all changed like are are pretty much illegal now you Mm. you can't have the old McLaren ones with all the tobacco on you can't have the old camel ones for Mm. Williams I think there was a Benson and Hedges one or something Marlboro with Ferrari yeah exactly so you can't have even if you don't put their logo on because of the the colours and the imagery is so synonymous with it I think it does fall under Mm. questionable rules but um it's the same with like betting companies as well now, isn't it? Like yeah, well, that'll be the next big thing. Rules on you can't advertise them, but some of the deliveries in the years gone by, I think, would look really great on today's cars. Mm. Yeah, I think it'd be a bit weird if they had them. And I suppose that if they did go back to those color schemes and know all that, they would have to have the current sponsors, though. Mm. I can't imagine. Uh, oh, yeah, they would have to do that. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah, imagine yeah. AMG would be particularly happy after having like a thousand of their logo on the current Mercedes just to go, oh, <laughs> by the way, we're going to go back to a retro up. one. So. Yeah. No, it would still it would still, still have to have. Same, though. You know, well, Mercedes wouldn't even have a retro one, right? Because well, the last they go back time, to 2011 it, or something like that. Well, you have to go back to the 50s, right? Yeah. They're only in there for like four years in the 50s mm-hmm. with Fangio. I think they've won like 90 percent of the seasons they've been in as well, which is just that. ludicrous. Well, anyway, the next bit of big news coming out of McLaren actually came out just before we start recording, and that is Lando Norris on a multi-year extension with McLaren. I personally love that. Mm. I'm really excited about this. I think. With the reg changes as well, is and McLaren have, have developed so much over the last two, three, four years since Alonso was struggling in you know in the GP2 engine sort of era, um, they've gone on leaps and bounds, and they they look like they're really going to start pushing to try and get back to the top of the top of the standings. And in Lando, we, he's driven out of his skin for the last not just this season but the tail end of last season as well, um, and I think he's thoroughly deserved it. Yeah, it's interesting to sort of think that a few years ago they were sort of the Williams, you know, where they're this mm. historic team, but they're at the bottom of the grid and they were the sort of laughing stock of it when mm. they couldn't get anywhere. I think they were only beating Manor at the time and they've since left. But yeah, they've sort of been dragged up by their bootstraps. I guess you've got to credit a lot of it to Zach Brown. He's done a 100%. great job bringing them up. Uh, I think Lando has really landed himself a winner there. He's come in to the team and when he first came there, they weren't doing that well. They weren't even getting podiums. They, scraping top 10 and stuff but he stuck with them they've stuck with him mm. they've brought him up and now he's getting podiums and I think in the next few years he'll be challenging for race wins and maybe even world championships with them yeah, especially your reg changes coming in 100% and I think this new era we keep talking about what it's going to be like when Hamilton leaves we talk about Max probably most likely to be that first sort of world champion post mm. Hamilton era but Lando could easily be the one challenging him or you know we've, we've mentioned Charles as well I don't think we've mentioned that we ex- sort of expect McLaren will be up there or thereabouts as well. And Lando's got the sort of temperament. To, he's, he's driven out of his skin, like I said, and he's he'd be a worthy race winner. And then if he can string a few of them together, we start talking about championships then. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's being put in that conversation mm. enough for that sort of, you know, the next 
dominant guy coming out of I think George Russell is even but ahead of him mm. I think people will more often than not will sort of you know say Max Verstappen Charles Leclerc and then George but I think I'd put Lando above George for the most you. likely think, to do that I, I think personally think it. that the whole George thing is because of his relationship with Mercedes yeah. exactly. there is that car debate I know obviously it takes a lot away from what Hamilton's done because Hamilton is a great driver but if you put Lando Norris in a Mercedes, Lando Norris in a McLaren, he will be faster in the Mercedes mm. just because of the actual car. Yeah. So I think that everyone's expecting George will go, George is the next one up in Mercedes, so he's going to be the world champion because of that. But I, I, I think Lando is the better driver. Mm. Yeah. I think that they've done a good thing by having him and Ricardo on long-term deals. I think Ricardo's time to potentially be a world champion is gone. I, whether or not I really got started, I don't know. Mm. But I think that having those two together makes them a good constructor team as well. Because we're looking at this year, they're probably going to be third. There's yeah. no reason why sure. with regulation changes, they couldn't be pushing for top two. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. think that Lando is, when Hamilton leaves, it will be Max at the top. Will Lando be the next Max? The one who's... The challenger then. Yeah. 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 Become the challenger. Yeah, it could be, yeah, Max Verstappen becomes that dominant figure and then, yeah, Lando's sort of the underdog against him. Because I think the way that McLaren sort of have been recruiting in the past few years, the way they've brought on board talent in that factory, the way Zach Brown's been running the team, they have been getting better and better and better. I don't see why that wouldn't continue with regulation changes. I think they're just going to... I think the regulation changes will help them even more than other teams because they have got that great talent in the factory. They'll be able to capitalise on it, get a great car. And I think, you know, next year they could really be challenging for top spot. 100%. I, I think, like I said, the development over the last two, three, four years, since how, however long Zach's been in there, they've every season they've, they've improved their constructors' position. Um, Nick third last year. And and they've got, a, you know, you've brought Ricardo in, who's, who's a phenomenal driver in himself. Um, if he can just get himself settled, he had a much better weekend at Spain, didn't he, um, mm. Ricardo? And if he can keep that form going, then I don't think thirds. I think thirds are the sort of the only place that they'll finish. And you you can, know, I think I don't think they'll they'll have a challenger for third. I think they'll be comfortable there. You can see from watching like Drive to Survive and stuff that the culture they're sort of making in that team. I guess you could maybe it is the sort of American influence of Zach Brown. But they're, they're the only ones I see sort of embracing social... Like, obviously, Twitter, you get a lot of F1 Twitter and all the teams are on that. Mm. Except for me, Ferrari don't really get involved in it as much. But, you know, I see McLaren do that series, you know, with the puppets they were doing yeah. with Lando and Carlos. They're doing stuff on TikTok. They're always putting out challenges and stuff. They, yeah. yeah, they seem like they've really made a culture in that team about, you know, you work hard, but they have fun. They, mm. they engage with the fans a lot, as we've had Zach Brown reply to us and stuff like that. Yeah. And I see him tweeting at people. I see there was a thing on Reddit the other week where he was replying to loads of people's emails and stuff like that. I think that yeah, they're one of the best teams on the grid right now. They're sort of the fan favorite with everyone. They've got great drivers there. Everyone wants to see him do well. They, they've got the history behind them. I can't see any downsides to the team, really. Yeah, I mean, McLaren back in the day always used to be the rival team for me, being a Ferrari fan growing up. And so I never really liked them, obviously, because I was a Ferrari fan. Um, but I can't not, I don't think any, I think that everyone's, if they're not their favourite team, it's everyone's sort of second favourite mm. team, McLaren at the moment, because of the atmosphere, because of the culture that they've developed. Um, everyone's having a laugh, but they know when to get serious. And we've, everyone said that we were going to worry about what Ricardo and Lando were going to be like together as a partnership. But they've really knuckled down and they've, you know, they've, they've shown that they, that they know what they're doing, you know, we're on mm. the track. Yeah, I think that the point that you made there, Max, as well about it being like a good culture from the staffing point of view, 
I think that that really lends itself well to two characters like Norris and mm. Ricardo. So I don't think there's any concern about those two being difficult to handle because I just think that overall, from top to bottom, that's a fun team. You the see HR's it with Dreamer, I think, isn't it? Yeah, you see it with um, some of the people who work there. Like maybe I've seen a few uh, tweets where, you know, in sports media world, people move from sport to sport, from team to team. So that, that happens with the the social media people, and the comments they make when they're leaving. Mm. It's as though it's as though they don't want to, but they know they have to for their career progression. Mm. It just looks as though like it's you're leaving a family or something. Isn't yeah, it? and it, it looks as though it, you're you're. It is a family. Mm. Like it's not Zach Brown to me strikes strikes me as the type of guy who he'll say as he walks in the office he'll say hello to you whether or not you make tea whether exactly. or not yeah, you're his assistant. Yeah, everyone Absolutely. gets fairly. He knows everyone's name. You would yeah, imagine. Exactly. And um, you mentioned it about like, Drive to Survive, and we compare it to what Ferrari are like now. Mm. and how tense that board wow, is. Ferrari, when, like, uh, yeah. Seb getting told not even to smile and stuff yeah. like that at the races. And it's, you know, oh, the car's not great, you know, we can't be out having fun or anything. It's like the atmosphere is between the two, well, maybe not now we're Mercedes, but probably two of the biggest teams in Formula 1, mm. completely paralleled. Yeah, completely and they, have, they have the best factory McLaren as well. Mm. Look at it, it looks so nice. Oh, it looks like a massive yeah. lake and they come around. It looks like something like The Incredibles, doesn't it? The first time I saw that uh, on Drive to Survive, Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. oh my god! All the cars I, in the lobby, and you walk past them every day. Oh, it'd be so good to work. It would pump it? you up. Just walk, just coming yeah. in work, wouldn't it? Like you'd be walk ready when you sit your desk. Oh my you god! Can you imagine though, during the pandemic, being told, "Okay, you're working from home." You're oh. Thinking, oh, I really don't want to. Like no one wanted you're in to. You're in a bed sitting Milton Keynes or something. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. No one wanted to work <laughs> from home. But if you're going, oh, I can have a look at my. Ford K, mm. or I can have like a Senna's winning car. Yeah, it's not the same, is it? Yeah, just get it on a desktop uh, wallpaper. <laughs> Everyone had their Zoom background the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll move away from McLaren. The last bit of news to cover is a change to the schedule. Turkey is being replaced by another race in Austria. There was rumours that it was going to be a double up in France. Personally, I barely even want one in yeah, France. No, yeah. So. I think that last year when he started with the double in Austria, it was really good. Mm. Is it going to be the same this year or is it just going to be a case of, well, you know, because of obviously the COVID situation in Turkey, they have to move it. So it's like, well, you may as well keep it, keep it in the same place so you don't have any more quarantine rules to follow. Mm. Yeah, no Turkey is a bit of a letdown. Um, but doubleheader in Austria, I think, will do well. I think they should have really used one of those Austrian races to test the sprint race thing. Mm. I, I think, think that would have been a good track for it. It would have made sense because you get the, the you get you can compare, you can it compare like like, too. Yeah, you, you literally like have like. you have a regular one there, and then you could have one with the sprint race. Hmm. I think it's going to be a bit weird having that at Silverstone, but um, yeah, two at Austria. I'm not mad about it. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, disappointed because obviously we had to lose Canada for Turkey, and then hmm. at least and then it was at least it was Turkey. We were quite happy with that, and now Turkey's been taken, and then they were talking about France, and I'm the same as you, Ollie. I mean, if we'd have had if we'd won at France, is too many. Although it would have been an opportunity maybe to try a different layout of France, and that might have made, might have improved the racing a little bit. Mm. I don't think it would have, no, but it's, it would have, have been at least an option to do that. But Austria, I think um, we had two great races last year, and Lando will be happy to go back because he had a good time of things in, in Austria, wouldn't yeah. he? Didn't he? But and Lewis never really does well in Austria, doesn't mm. he? I feel like he, he it's not it's a bit of a bogey track for him. Mm. So hopefully it shakes things up in the in the title race. Yeah, I think, and and the weather there in the forest and stuff could be could yeah. be a little bit, um, you know. I look forward to back-to-back wins for Lewis now. Yeah, exactly. I think that, that, yeah. that's actually a track I probably wouldn't mind going. 
because it's near the town of Graz and a friend of mine actually lives and works there now and the stuff that he puts there just mm. looks like such a beautiful one of my, area. Um, one of my best friends, Dan, he went to Austria in 2018, 2019, I think. And he was saying that he was in sort of like that for stop and stand mm. um, on the straight up to turn two. Um, but it's like a bowl as well. So like you can be there, but you you don't just see the bit of track that's in front of you. You can see yeah. most of the track in other areas as well. So it's a brilliant one to go to, I would imagine. You get more for your money then because you see more of the racing. Mm. Well, I suppose the other thing as well is that it does mean that we have a triple header. Because mm. haven't they moved the schedule? Another, another one. one. So they've got France then back to back in Austria, okay. a week break, and then UK. So that'll be the first sprint race. Mm. I think your point about having one of Austria be in a sprint race I makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Like, that's the perfect way of putting mm. it is you've got two identical races, uh, tracks, you know, you've got obviously. Um, why not change it and have compare the two like for like yeah and, and but it also gives the fans a chance to compare it to see whether or not it actually enhanced mm. like w would they you look at the same go, crowd as oh, well week one was no sprint race week two was sprint race and i much preferred week two yeah it, it would make sense to do it that way but the danger i that don't think they are the danger we've got with it just being at one track is that oh it's only shit because it's silverstone yeah or oh it's only amazing because it's spa or Monza, yeah. whichever one they're doing you know whereas if you've got two of the same track uh two weekends at the same track you don't have that argument then because you, you can... I, I know we've already spoken about the sprint races loads, but I do just worry that it's going to be... You know, what was it, the week, race week before last, when it sort of just turned into a procession and, you know, they pulled away and everything like that. My worry is that if that happens in the sprint race, then that's just... Then the actual race is going to be made so much more boring hmm. because any shakeups that happen in qualifying will just get undone during the sprint race and then we'll come into the the actual race with the grid already lined up fastest slowest and they just pull off and just all there's no overtakes at all yeah that's the worry for me but i i don't know we'll see how it goes i suppose a lot of it remains to be seen though so this is why it is a good thing that he's just testing it it's not like they said oh here's a new season we're doing sprint races yeah because yeah. it, it could be amazing it could be awful yeah exactly yeah. And, and i'm all for testing it and i'm glad they haven't just tested it one weekend you know you tested it a few so you don't just have one bad example for example, when we went to Baku for the first year, the first race was awful. And then everyone was like, well, why have we come here? It doesn't work. And then every race since has been amazing to watch. But just, it's, you, it's, it's the same as well, though. Instead of just doing what, it's not you basically turn around and go, oh, well, that was amazing. Because mm. it could end up being the second or third one. So, like, oh, actually, no, this sucks. And then they'll they'll average it out and say, is, yeah. it worth, is it worth us trying a season of this? And then if not, go back, you know, revert back to... Mm. I'm all for trying new I, things. I don't so. think I'd want a full season. Even if it was great, I don't think I'd want a full season of it. It seems a bit gimmicky for me. Mm. I think it would work at a few, maybe five, maybe seven or eight. But I think a full season of it would be a bit too much. It's also really changed up the times of the sessions. Yeah. I posted this in the group the other day that like qualifying now on the Friday is like 10 past six or something like that. Yeah, I assume the they've evening. done that because they want people to be out of work. Yeah, I, I understand the nine to five, get home yeah. and watch it stuff. But then you think like if it starts raining and it's too wet to qualify, mm. you've run out of daylight pretty quickly. Yeah. By six o'clock on a, on a wet night, if it's pissing down, it's not going to clear back up again in time to run a qualifying. So you just wasted an entire session then because you've done it too late. And that's to be fair, it's UK, so it probably will rain. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, it, yeah, and it, it, whether you do both, whether you change it up and just do both session, both practice sessions on the Friday as normal, and then do qualifying Saturday morning, so you've got more time to do it, and then the sprint race. I don't know, but um, I guess they're just trying to get viewers for the whole weekend. There, yeah, stand out. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I get that. I think a lot of you know diehard F1 fans will just say more racing equals better. You get into watch more race, more racing on a weekend. 
was the issue. But like, I have got other stuff to do mm. at the end of the day. I watch, you know, football as well and cricket and golf and You've I've been shooting outrageous <laughs> stuff. And yeah, I've got work to do and stuff like that. Like, okay, I get you want as much as possible, but I kind of like that. Sunday, I get a little two hour treat of the race. You know where you are, yeah. I watch the qualifying on Saturday as well. That's a little hour. That's it. Mm. And that's then I can fit that into my weekend and I enjoy that. I kind of feel like if you had a sprint <laughs> race every weekend, and then qualify on Friday, race on Saturday, gone, race yeah. on Sunday. It's just, I get oversaturated with it, you know, and it's not as good anymore. I kind of like that it's just that little, it's a little treat for you on the weekend. I don't want it to be constantly just, you know, you're just constantly bombarded with stuff mm. to the point where you, you lose interest. Yeah, I like your idea of like, even if it is a success in these three races, even if we just so sort of say, well, okay, we'll have five events next year mm. that have it. Yeah, yeah. Rather than every weekend I think every weekend that's that is my too worry, much racing my worry is that the, the Saturday sprint races just won't be that interesting to watch anyway because mm. they'll all be like well we're not going to risk crashing and starting at the back Yeah. so for the main points race you know and yeah. be like well we'll just I'll just follow behind you because at least okay fine you've got an extra point on me but I'm closer to you in the race you only get a point out, they, you know? I think it's only three points for yeah. first two yeah. points for second one point for third mm. so if you're fourth and fifth why am I going to try and overtake you if you're Kimi Raikkonen at 14th like what the fuck is the point yeah yeah race? what like, are you going to do he's yeah oh. well we have spoken about sprint races we've just done it again for yeah, a while yeah. we've spoken about it quite a while <laughs> I think that it's one uh, I think now it's just a case of just wait to see what happens yeah. so what we'll do is we'll move on to the big event of well the second biggest event of the weekend obviously <laughs> the biggest being the Eurovision Song Contest uh, unfortunately I don't think you two are going to indulge me no, in, I don't think we'll, uh... in discussing what I actually probably think I'm more passionate about than F1 I will not oh, he's got a massive smile on his face at the moment I, my girlfriend was saying to me the other day she said I honestly think that you prefer to go to the Eurovision song contest and like a world cup final and i was like i hate the fact that i do not disagree surely <laughs> not ref no nah, i i think that I, eurovision over a world cup final, world cup final. It's shit man <laughs> it's not oh my god there's not one good song there hasn't been a good song since abba big up abba that's a claim it's a true claim. It's a I, false I can't claim. disagree, to be fair. Well, I don't I understand why you're, why we, hang on. Can you explain this to me about Eurovision? Why don't we ever send someone good? Hmm. Why don't we just send like Adele? Just send Ed Sheeran straight away. We win. We, well, no, not Ed Sheeran. Someone good. So oh. what would they, you, don't, you don't like Ed Sheeran, do you? I don't quite like oh Ed Sheeran. What would you the artist gain Definitely 30. What would, what would a UK artist gain from going? Like they Adele. win, man. I don't think they would. I don't think Adele would win. You don't think Adele would win? No. <laughs> Are you taking the piss? No, people hate the UK. It's Adele, man. <laughs> yeah, but also... What if we said like Stormzy? So Stormzy, oh, Stormzy's a shout. Adele Thanks might be that. a controversial opinion. I think she's shit. Oh, well... You, she's got a great oh voice. Oh, my God. I'm just not a fan at all. Hmm. No. You, so you think, you think the songs in Eurovision are better than anything Adele's done? Italy's this year is. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move so on. Let's move on. This is embarrassing, you. man. You, Let's move on. Even if it's on you've just exposed that you just don't know anything about music. That's. I don't need to. I'm not doing a music podcast. Oh, fuck you know. Yes, maybe I'll do a year. I'm staying out of this. <laughs> That's insane. Right. The second biggest event of the weekend. Second biggest event of the weekend. The golf. Third biggest event of the weekend, <laughs> Monaco Grand Prix. Now, I think that we in previous episodes have been a little bit sour on this. I'm actually excited about it. Hmm. I think the fact that we didn't go last year helps. It's been a while since we've been now, so it's um, yeah, it's a little bit fresher. In the, like, <laughs> we've forgotten how boring it is. <laughs> yeah, we're going in with. But I think the racing that we've had over the last year and a half or so, um, since since we last went, or two years since we last went, um, hopefully it'll be better. 
but I mean the cars are wider than they were when last time you were there and the track's not any wider so we'll, well see. Formula E went there a few weeks ago mm. and apparently I haven't actually watched it back but apparently it was, it was a very very good race, good race in all I saw a few highlights flying around it, um, yeah. yeah it looked like I think there were three wide at one mm. point and it looked like it was yeah a very good race so never know maybe it could yeah. be a banger I think that it got really exciting towards the end but I think that was more down to the fact the cars ran out of energy and then they got to like maintain it so it yeah it closed out where you don't have that in Formula 1 do you but yeah um it was an exciting race to watch all the way through, so fingers crossed. I think as well for Monaco this year, we we saw it in Spain. I think that one of the biggest things that we're going to get this weekend is the strategy battle. Mm. I think that's where this race is going to be won or lost. I, I can see a majority of it being a procession, yep. but I could see Max pitting, Lewis going long, mm. and then it's that whole excitement of, well, when's Lewis going to pit? He's pitted now. Where's Max? And then traffic comes into yeah. it. It's Monaco, so a safety car can come in at any time. Yeah. Especially mm. for Mazpin and the crew. Yeah, Maz a swim this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Straight, in, straight into the... <laughs> He's going to end up in the sea. Straight into the bay. Oh, I'm worried about him. Um, but, yeah, and we always talk about Monaco qualifying being the biggest qualifying of the year. Good mm. pole, usually. You can, you can control the race from there, can't you? But if Max gets pole, Lewis is going to be on him all the way through it. And then that... Um, strategy battle becomes huge then because Max will probably pit first just to try and get that undercut or whatever um, and we've already seen Lewis go long time and time and time again but yeah. I think as well someone like Checo who can go long great mm. at tyre management mm. exactly I think the Red Bull will have two different strategies Max pits early. that's what that's what Red Checo. Bull needs is, is that second driver to, yeah. they need Checo just to sort it out on Saturdays to, to, to be in that race and, and be part of the strategy battle because that's Checo's, what Red Bull has struggled with. Checo's basically going to be a blocker this weekend. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be a case of, right, Max has pitted slow Lewis down as much as you can. Strategy yeah, has sort of been the name of the game so far, really. I think quite a few of them have been split strategies, which mm. is what I like to see because it shakes up a lot. Yeah. You know, you kind of have these, like last week when we because had Lewis chasing up. Race, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you could be right there. I, I still think Lewis is going to pull out a worldy lap for Paul. He's going to fly yeah. around. I can see I, what I can see happening is is similar to what happened in Spain. Is like you said, Ollie, you let Perez stay out, and Hamilton's not getting past Perez the same way he did in in Spain. He's not going to DRS past him in the straight because mm. it isn't one. Yeah. So Perez is going to be able to block Hamilton a lot better. Yeah. But again, where do you overtake? It's so tight there, and we can ease. I I think this could be the biggest chance of us seeing Max and Lewis into each other. Has Max ever really done well in Monaco though? I don't. F I can't. Nothing stands out to you. He was always Ricardo was yeah. better there than Max, wasn't he? He, he won one year, didn't he? Because was Max was that did. The, yeah. Has he won in Monaco? I don't know. I don't know if he has a Monaco win. Let me Google it. Who won, sure. who won the year that Ricardo came in for the, for the pit stop? Lewis did. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I Lewis did. I thought it was did. his teammate that did. But has, has Max won uh, uh, Monaco? Max hasn't even been on the podium. Yeah, uh, I don't think he ever really does well in Monaco. The closest he got was I the last time he was there. He finished fourth. Mm. So it's not his best track then? No. Whereas Lewis is pretty decent around Lewis there. Lewis is solid, isn't he? But yeah. He's pretty decent on every track, let's be honest. Like I can see him pulling out a world yeah, I think, on Saturday. I think what we need I think what we need for a good race is to see Max out qualifying. Yeah. If Lewis if Lewis um, starts on pole it, it could be curtain uh, straight away, couldn't I have it? a feeling he will. Yeah, it could be curtain straight away. Yeah, I think the it, again though, like we say that most weekends though. Yeah, but yeah, it, if there's also, one thing he's good at, it's getting on pole. It's mm. also the whole debate about the strategy between Lewis and Max, but I think there's going to be a lot of strategy battles up and down it, even between the likes of Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tauri or Aston Martin. There's going to be this big strategy battle. Getting going past on traffic between. is going to be huge. Yeah, again, mm. McLaren, Ferrari, they'll be going at it with strategy. It, it, I can see that 
the actual racing itself being Monaco. Mm. Not the best, but looks pretty because of where it is. Um, but I think it, this is going to be such a big team effort by every it team. It always is, I think, every year. Because you've got you to get your pit stops in the right window. You've got to get out in that cab. You can't fuck up the pit stop. Because if you don't, if you, if you end up coming out behind the car you're expected to keep your head off, your race is ruined entirely straight away. Because you can't get back past them again. Yeah. And also, there's so much luck that's involved mm. in it as well. Because a safety car, especially with Mazepin, a safety car can come out at any point <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, exactly. So, so you just again, it could, we could have that Max pits first. And he's way he's five seconds ahead or whatever, and then someone bins it into the wall, and Hamilton gets a free pit stop, because it will be that way around because that's mm. usually what happens. And then <laughs> we haven't got a race again, and like we had Nimmer last year. It's just it takes it away from you, then doesn't it? I'll, I'll tell you who I think really needs to have a good weekend is uh, Yuki Tsunoda. Yes, I think AlphaTauri in general. Yeah, because I think I think Gasly will have a good weekend. I, I'm not as worried about him, but I think Sonoda yeah. is sort of getting to the point where now it's everyone's going, you, you're promising a lot and you're not delivering on any of it yet. But you can see signs there. He's a bit like Timo Werner, you know, mm. you can you can see signs He's that there's, there. a, there's a good driver there. Just mm. can you show it? I think he just needs a weekend where no one really needs to talk about him. Yeah. Just a quiet, under the radar. Finish him. Finish eighth, eighth or ninth. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. And then, but it's also a weekend where he needs to not talk himself. That's what I mean. Yeah. Have a quiet weekend, not get on the rate because it's, it's the type of track that he get really angry at if he's been mm. into a wall or something. First yeah. time there in a Formula One car, you know, it's going to be pushing himself too him. much, slams into a wall. Um, so you can see him getting agitated again, but he needs, like you said, a quiet weekend, yeah. not, nothing on the radio. Just... I think the thing that Monaco, it, it looks like such a frustrating track mm. for a driver because one slight error just ruins it. It looks like a frustrating place to live for one weekend yeah. a year. Can you mm. imagine, like, Run out of toilet paper on. Well, it's not just Friday. for one weekend because like they, they, they can't take, go to the shop. It takes like three months apparently to put the track together. They live in Monaco. It's I don't think they run out of toilet paper. The no. butler I'm goes. I'm sure and they gets can it. afford some. <laughs> <laughs> what What's it look like without it? I don't actually know. It's just main. It's just, rich, it's a main road. Rich, rich, rich. So like with it's it's, it's all street like main. What's the pit though? What's that usually? I, I think it's like a, I think it is pit. Yeah. I, think I don't think I think is. it stays there permanently and it's just on the side of the road. There's a building that is just unused for most of the year. Yeah. But the main the main track itself is is put is standard yeah, public use, yeah. which is I think not there aren't many tracks like that. I'd, mm. love, to, I'd love to go. I'd love to have the money to go. Mm. But like, I'd love to have the money the money to go expensive. and enjoy it. Yeah. Rather than just go right, okay, I sell a kidney just to go and then not yeah. be able, not have any money yeah, left. Yeah, but I wouldn't <laughs> want to be there saying, oh, okay, well I've got two bags of mini cheddars to last me the entire weekend because mm. I cannot afford to eat any of the food they have here. Yeah. Yeah, but money to go and enjoy it is like money. Yeah, like you wouldn't have to. That's not saving up for a year. That's your dad that's like, is I rich. Mean, I'd like to go. I'd like to go for the experience. But in terms of we've mentioned before that like you get a better view of it at, at home watching it on the TV because you mm. get all the camera angles. And I think Monaco's probably the biggest track for that. Because I wouldn't mind watching it from a yacht. Like you ones with the TV and the track, but um, Monaco's probably the ones where something can happen anywhere. And if you've only got a small mm. little section, because that's where your stand is, then. There was pictures coming out today I saw of a uh, Lauren Stroll yacht parked up in Monaco Bay. How big Ooh. is it? <laughs> not, not bad. Not bad. Cost Definitely a cost bit. a few bob. Yeah. I'd love to be rich. I'm sure yeah. that he can spare me some money. Hmm. Oh, he can. He won't, but he can. But like, Do you just DM all the... Or have you not, have you, you've like, DM'd him, right? And asked no, for I haven't funding. actually him now. <laughs> we'll give it a go. We did actually have a second DM. We did. From Do Zach you want to expose this? I just asked if he wanted to be on the podcast. And he was like, yeah, email our media team. I was that's like, a no. Yeah. I have. <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether or not that's saying email him and he'll arrange it for me. Or if it's like, 
Leave me yeah, we'll, we'll give you someone. Uh, that email address doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. Oh. I'm guessing. <laughs> well, it didn't bounce back, so... I'm, I'm doing comedy right now. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> Should we go back to Eurovision? Yes. I'm actually well up for that. I oh, we got F2 this weekend. Oh, oh we have got F2 this weekend. We have F2 this weekend. Isn't Jack a- Aiken back in it? Yes, sir. They should be a Isn't good one. I think F2 could actually be that. quite good on this one because they're a lot smaller and not, mm. not a lot nippier sort of. So, yeah, that could oh, be interesting. Maybe. I forgot that they were there. Fantastic. F2 around Monaco. Good weekend. Although I've got a presentation during free practice one tomorrow. Eek. Isn't it only like the second F2 race of the year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they raced at Bahrain. Bahrain and then had two months off. Yeah. <laughs> All right for some. It's got to be strange for them, though, isn't it? I mean, like, what do you do for the rest of the time? It's crazy. Play F1. Yeah. That's all they do, isn't it? <laughs> Live your dream virtually. Stream, stream F1. Stream. stream iRacing. Race F2. They're all kids nowadays, aren't they? So they're all just on TikTok and Twitch. That's all F1 drivers do. It's not like back in the day. You wouldn't see James Hunt on Twitch, would you? Because yeah. it didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's back in the comedy again. Cheers. Oh, did it not? No. Sure, my age there, aren't I? I thought it'd always been about. I think it may have been, it's definitely over a year old. Yeah. Louder well, was on it. I don't know. I think he was on Periscope. Okay. Periscope. I've, I'm lost now, lads. I don't know where we are. <laughs> well, Senna, Senna had a MySpace. I know that. Yeah, Senna was a big MySpace guy. <laughs> big into MySpace. Always, and Prost was Bebo. Always moving his Bebo top was eight. the one, mate. Prost was Bebo and Senna was MySpace. Yeah, Senna always moving his top eight around. Prost oh, going top in and eight. out of it oh, all man. the time. Yeah. And the track that plays when you go out onto someone's page. Oh, my God. <laughs> you changed just to suit your mood. Yeah. I think he had the train, didn't he? Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. MySpace. Uh, God, that makes me feel old. I'm so old. Anyway. Oh moving on. What's next? Questions? Yes. Let me... I believe one of them was how old are we? I'm 28. Cap. 42. <laughs> I'm 23, weren't I? <laughs> Right, yeah, I'm, I, I'm 28. Oh, I don't. Ollie and Joe are the oldies. Yeah. And me and Ali are the youngies. He doesn't let me forget that I'm tw- two days older than him. Yeah, shut up, old man. They're both 28. I'm 22. Ali's 21, I believe. She's a year below so, me. Yeah. I think I don't... I, it was only yesterday when I actually asked you how old you, how old you are, Max. So I actually knew. I didn't know. 22. I thought Ali was older than I you. I know about you. And I don't mean that unless she looks older than you. I just mean that as I thought she was older. No, Ali's the youngest, man. Little bubba. Right, let me go to our Twitter, see if I can find our actual questions. Joe, you're more on the Twitter than me, so... I think someone asked what race um, we would like to go to, old or current, like former or current. As in, as like in a track we'd want to go to, or yeah. a specific race? Oh, I don't know. It didn't specify. Track? So if you could go to... Let's say a race then. If you could have been at any race, if I could have past, been at any race, which race would you have gone to? Oh, uh, that'd have to be a dry one. I'm not going in the wet. Um, although, That's um, a I don't actually know what race that would be. Maybe um, Brazil when Massa retired for his like for his retirement. Yeah, like, yeah, me. yeah. Because uh, I think that was I think that was Brazil 2016. I, so, I want to say because I think it was the same one where Max Verstappen 
It was it, that one was a wet, wet race. Mm. Max Verstappen came out of the pits in like 16th with like 10 laps to go and finished on the podium, yeah. and he just flew past everyone. I just remember that like the race just stopped. Didn't I it? think when Massa when Massa started walking down the pit lane yeah. and stuff, the whole race just. I mean, it didn't obviously. I think something like on, that. Like, no one paid attention to the race. It was all just Massa for a lap or two, yeah. walking down the pit lane saying goodbye to everyone. And so, uh, similarly, Senna's first win in Brazil, mm. where he comes out of the car and he's you know just. To, to witness those Brazilian fans would be Yeah, that sort of thing. And, I think and, if you were in that atmosphere, mm. I, I'd want to be, it would definitely be a race where an icon won in their home country. Mm. I wouldn't want to be Silverstone. Another one I'd quite like Lewis to do is, is, is Hungary 2006, so Button's first win. Mm. So he'd been in there for 100, 150 odd races and finally got his first win. Yeah. Um, that was wet as well. Um, Canada 2009. Button Germany 2019. Not bad. That would have been a good one. No more rain. <laughs> we all just picking wet ones, but realistically, I'd want to be in the dry. Mm. What's a good dry race, though? Why have I just forgotten all races that have ever happened? <laughs> Monaco! Ali's here, by Ali's the back. way. Monaco! She doesn't have a microphone, so we are going to have to figure out how we're going to sort this. Right, let me just try and see if I can find the questions. Why are they so difficult to find? Because he tweets so much shit. <laughs> Just mate. <laughs> Cut me, that I think. <laughs> right. Give me two seconds. Uh. Right. Let's start off with this one. So this is from Beagle Jensen. First question from them is, what do we do for a living? Fuck <laughs> As little as I can. Yeah. Right. So we're all on. Joe, if you move so Ali can grab the mic every now and then. This Hello. is live. L live. Sorting out how to record three mics, three four microphones, people. four people. So what do we do for a living? Well, we are all students. Studying sports broadcasting. Yeah, we started this podcast as part of this course and uh, going above and beyond as always. We decided we'll carry it on on our own. Yeah, because we enjoyed it. So yeah, Other we're all we're all on sports broadcast MSC. It's, it is an MSC, isn't it? It is an MSC. It's yeah. not bad, yeah. isn't it? Or in um, Cardiff, Matt. I thought it would be an MA, but other than that as well, I also work at a supermarket. Tesco. Other supermarkets are available. Uh, other I should probably shouldn't have said yeah. that. Free advertising for you. Yeah, free advertising. I only worked there for a little bit, so it's not too bad. Uh, yeah, so let's go to the next one. This one, I, I quite like this question because it's going to make you lot think. Uh, what is the best song or playlist to listen to whilst driving? Best song? Best song ever is Murder on the Dance Floor by Sophie Ellis-Baxter. Shout. That is a good shout. It is a banging song. Great song. Is it a driving song, though? Oh, uh, absolutely. Really? I guess. Yes. I guess, yeah. I don't drive, oh, a so... Driving, a great driving thing would be this podcast. That's not a song, though. You know what, I was just trying to plug the podcast. But... <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast itself. <laughs> Guys, make sure you all listen to the winning formula. Give it a search. Check it out. If you haven't heard of it, it's pretty good. Yeah, we've heard that it's really, really good. So after you've listened to this, go and go check find out that the winning out, formula. Yeah. Basically, listen to us again. Boost our stats. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I, yeah driving I, don't, songs. I don't know driving songs. I just, I have, I just shuffle everything. Oh. Bit of Apple. Oh, For me, it is... Anything Eurovision? No, it's uh, oh, let's not. Oh, you missed the you missed the uh, Eurovision conversation. <laughs> no, uh, thank God you me, missed it. For me, driving players is country music. Oh, Ollie, get out! What? 
Oh, you are really that's letting yourself gone. down that's this not, week. That's not gone down well <laughs> in, in the room. <laughs> you are really revealing yourself to have shit you taste in music. Like country. I no, I can't wow. stand country. You're really telling me country, your, your favourite music is country and Eurovision. I don't know country, to be honest. I'm a massive fan of country. Oh, that is tough. Country and Eurovision is your two favourites. Well, I, I, don't know, I wouldn't say Eurovision as a genre is my second favourite Just international music. music. <laughs> I like Eurovision a lot. I, I love Eurovision, let's be fair. But if it wasn't country, it'd probably be rap. Mm. Right. Yeah, so I, I, I'll listen to anything other than Adele. Cause Def- I, think I was going to say, definitely not Adele. Oh, she's so I listen to anything that isn't Rihanna because I hate her. Oh my god. What? Yeah, I hate Your I, eyes seem to just disturb you on the way here. Oh, I, Disturbia I hate, is such a good song. I hate Rihanna. Disturbia. I don't know why. I just don't like her music. I, mean, I don't mind. Like, I don't know her, obviously. But, um, Fair enough. Those, Remind so. me to never um, let you guys have the orcs ever. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we're driving anywhere. Yep. <laughs> you can be the DJ then. Yeah. Just don't put Me and Ali. TikTok songs. Just don't put Why are you always in a mood? So <laughs> let's go to the next question that we had in. This is from Dave Doherty. Um, how are you liking the F1 community so far? Is it everything that you'd hoped for? Uh, apparently, we've made a name for ourselves in F1 Twitter. Have we? I hope so. That, well, that's what he said, so I'm, I'm hoping that's, that's true. That's very kind. You should probably take the reins on this one, Joe, because to be fair, me and Ali don't use the Twitter account, so we can't really speak on that. I only really tweet to say it as a new episode so i think we'd all agree that actually we're quite surprised by how well this has been doing mm. yeah I, I didn't think it would be doing as well as it had done what, what we average around 50 listeners per episode right mm. around, around that, that yeah. which is 50 more than we thought we would get we've sort of made <laughs> it expecting it would just be for us to do it for what fun 51 if my mum actually listened <laughs> <laughs> Typically watching bloody Eurovision. No, my mum hates it. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> my mum absolutely hates it. My dad my dad claims to hate it, but why did I start watching it in the first place? This just turned into you tell it. me. This has turned into a Eurovision podcast episode with a side of it. Eurovision <laughs> slander. No, I, only. I don't mind that at all. But yeah, so I think No, I think it's I think it's positive and uh, especially on a race weekend or, you know, just after a race it's it's quite active and it's it that's good to see. But hopefully uh it just continues to grow, I guess. Yeah, I think generally the F1 is a pretty good sort of community for like Twitter and stuff like that and social media. I think some others can be quite rough. It can get quite toxic at times if you can, fully go into can. the comments. Yeah. But I think generally it's quite a good sort of thing on, on a race week, keeping up with all the stuff being posted. Mm. It is quite fun. I'd quite like it to be more balanced, though. It's In quite, what like respect? It's, it, it, it seems to follow sort of the same four or five drivers Lewis, Lewis. oh yeah it's all Lewis it's all yeah. Lando or something like that it'd the good nice looking to, ones basically it'd be nice if, if it was more Charles Lando even Russell but uh, Lewis yeah Ali's <laughs> <laughs> favourite drivers just Lewis and Max really my phone is struggling I can't really scroll at the moment so I can't see if there's any how many more questions we actually have I feel like there was another one or two. Yeah, there was a couple Don't more. I know that much. But we lost them. While you're looking, Ali, which race, if you could have gone to any, would you have gone to? This year? Any. Ever? Any, yeah. yeah, so it's ever happened. in history, it could be a historic race oh, or just really? a track that you want to go to. Okay, well, seeing as it was the first ever one that I watched, and I think it would be bloody cool because it was Ricardo's redemption race, was Monaco 2017. 
Oh yeah, that would be a good one. That yeah. would be good. That was a good that one. We've got that. I um, I can't yeah, yeah. picture of him going in the pool. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it was yeah, 2016 was when he lost it because of the pit yeah. stop. That would be. That was the first one you ever watched. First one I ever watched and got oh. me into it. That was also yeah, that, that would Max, you. Max crashed out that one. Didn't even start. Um, I was saying he's bad. At, he's bad in Monaco. Mm. He's not going to do it this year. Lewis is getting pole. Well. Any others? Um. Doesn't have to be Monaco. It could be anyone. Lewis winning at Silverstone. Lewis winning gear there ever. <laughs> when did he win? Like, he won at Mexico two years ago, didn't he? Yeah. That would be quite cool. I think I being at Brazil in 2008 would have been mental. Mm. That would have been yeah, 2008 Brazil would have been mental because you got all of the Brazilian fans thinking the masses won it. Um, so the atmosphere was incredible then, mm. thinking that he'd won it, and then Lewis gets past block at the end. But I wonder how, if you were in the stands for that, how much, how much would you be aware that that is what's going on? Well, we could see that the families didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think <laughs> that is screens. one that actually works better on TV yeah. because if you were on the stand, you wouldn't know that you wouldn't know Glock's going slow. You wouldn't mm. know that, that even happened. So yeah, exactly. I think you'd just be confused, and then you just get to the end and you go, oh, I guess Lewis has won. Mm. Yeah, if you're in the stands, how long after the race finishes would you, do you think it takes for you to go? Oh, the result isn't second. what I thought. Yeah. Did you see I'm Massa sure. come across the line? I guess you just assume he's won. And it. you're Brazilian, so you've gone fucking mental. Oh, yeah. true. Think, yeah. you think about it, thinking your man's just won the championship. Back then, social media wasn't as prevalent, so you'd have had some guy listening on the radio probably, and then they'd be yeah. filtering it through to if everyone you, else. If it happened now, then you'd be able to just check your phone and go, oh, "Something's happened." Whereas back then, it's the case of as well that the excitement of a Brazilian driver. They were going nuts. You're probably not going to check your phone. No. You're probably just so caught up in the moment. Mm. But as soon as the, the bad bit about that was as soon as they found out that Lewis had one, they all left. All the fans left. Yeah. They weren't interested. Well, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I they were ahead of ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just left. I, I don't I don't blame them too much after the excitement of that and then yeah, it's the like, euphoria oh. and then it's all gone. It's like VAR and football. Yeah. And you think it's gone. And you don't. Yeah, I, I can't seem to find any more, but I, I know there are a few I more. I feel so like there's more. I'm looking through, but find some more for next time. Yeah, so we'll we'll see if we can find the other ones for next oh, time. So. Do keep them coming in as well. We'll try and answer some questions each episode. So you say you got another one? Uh, actually, no. I think we answer those. Yeah, that's the thing. Right? Put a bunch of filter something, couple in every episode or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we need to be a lot more prepared. Oh, yeah, you speak Monegasque, don't you? This week. I think so. I think they do just speak French. Yeah. I don't speak French. You need to figure out prediction this week. Oh, Max's wild prediction. Maz been on pole. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Uh, Mazepin, <laughs> yeah. Mazepin takes someone out as a blue flag driver. <laughs> I think he's going to get blue flagged, but he's just going to—he's just going to end up taking out someone. I, Not, I don't think he'll be like Lewis or Max, but maybe someone in like sixth or seventh, or maybe even lower down. I guess he probably gets lapped by people in like nineteenth, doesn't he? Does the whole grid lap him? Probably everyone except for Mick laps him. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens this year. If no, it happens this week. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if every car on the track lap. Because you had that prediction that Lewis will lap everyone. Yeah. Mazepin will be lapped by everyone. Yeah. Like, I see that happen. In, in, in Monaco, though. Maybe not in Monaco, but I think a race where Lewis laps everyone would also be the race where everyone laps, uh, mm. laps Mazepin. Maybe it'll be Silverstone because we'll have had the sprint oh, race to spread it out even more. No, that's, that's, my, that's my one of the week. Mazepin take someone out as a blue flag. I honestly think that's your safest one. <laughs> I honestly think it's your safest prediction. <laughs> Shall I try and guess who it is as well? It'll be Seb, because he's the unluckiest guy on the grid. Yeah, I think, I think we'll be back <laughs> in. 
It could oh. be. It could, oh, if it's Kimmy, that'd be funny because Kimmy would be raging, yeah, man. If that happened. Kimmy is such a, like a laid back guy, but I he, I think that if you piss him off enough, then Mazepin's gonna have to run back to the pits. Yeah, yeah. He'll be fuming. But yeah, I, I, I'd be like Coulthard and uh, Schumacher. But nah, Seb. Seb's just so unlucky, man. I can see Seb literally just cruising along, goes past his blue flag. Mazepin just spins off into him, takes him out. Seb just gives up, goes home, <laughs> calls it a day. Ah, right. Well, we are we are joined by Ali towards the end of this. So thank you for coming back. We had a bit of an issue with trying to record. So Buongiorno. you managed to come back and we've managed to get a microphone for you. So are you saying goodbye? Or are you saying something else this week? Um, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say goodbye. Oh, we didn't mention West Brom. Oh yeah, I'm going to West Brom game tonight. Alison scored. Keep the score against them. Alison scored. Um, hold on. That's an omen. Yeah, West Brom, West Ham. Hold on. How far, how far away is it? I'm going home. I thought it was a lot further away than that. So, um, however, you can't be like, oh my God, you, a goalie scale, scored against you. It's not that crazy when he comes in for a corner. The likelihood of someone... It's literally only happened twice before. Yes, however, <laughs> his dad had just died and can he not see? That is like a sign. Yeah, it was a nice thing, but it's still embarrassing, man. It's not embarrassing. I don't care. You did get robbed that game as well because their first robbed. goal shouldn't have counted. There should have been a pen, right? Two, huh? Oh no, the offside one. There was an offside. There was no, a VAR it wasn't call. Was obstruction in. Um, that was it. That was it. Way. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we slipped that in. Merci d'avoir écouté la formule gagnante. That sounded as though it didn't sound like. Sacre I, bleu. It, it didn't sound like I'd rather have a dark fruits than a wife, so I trust you. Oh, that wasn't. But I'll do that. Too. Wait, what did Wait, you say? What did you, what say, did you say? Thank you for listening to the winning formula. Yeah, Ooh. that's what I thought you were saying. Yeah, I but I'm say, gonna do that. Last week, straight away, I realised. Yeah, she's not saying thank you. Dark fruits than a wife. Right. Je préfère avoir des fruits noirs plutôt qu'un femme. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for listening to the winning formula. (laughs) And thank you for all your questions. Do keep them coming. We'll try and answer some more questions in the next few episodes as well. Uh, Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at winningformpod. On Instagram, I've realized I've been saying our handle wrong. It's at the winning formula pod on Instagram. So don't forget to check us out on there. Max, Joe, thank you for That's why we're not viral. Oh, God. Holly. That's the only reason. The only reason. Not the fact that today we've had like about 20 minutes of Eurovision discussion. Last week we were talking about David Attenborough for a while. Die nature. Die nature. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Max, Joe, thank you for joining us from the start. Ali, sorry you couldn't join us from the start, but thank you very much for coming back towards the end. Uh, We will be back next Thursday with a Monaco recap and also a Eurovision recap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Ciao.